Hey everyone, Vince here. Hope you're all having a great day. Our first po- episode of the podcast is finally out. Well, actually, the first two, because uh, we uh, ended up talking for three hours. Uh, we underestimated how much we actually had to say about this topic, so we had to split up into two episodes. So the first episode, which you're about to hear, is um, our takes on uh, why is it so hard for men to talk about their feelings, as well as toxic masculinity. Uh, and then the second episode is more of like what our coping mechanisms are like and how we deal with stress and how we take care of ourselves. So hope you guys enjoy both episodes. Um, fair warning though, in the first episode, there is um, a section where we talk about heavier topics. So there is a trigger warning before that section. Uh, so fair warning. Um, but anyways, hope you guys enjoy our, our these two episodes and hope you guys uh, stay tuned for more. Thanks. Have a good one and take care of yourselves. like a precursor because this is our first podcast first, first podcast like we we'll probably keep minimal edits like i, I don't i don't think we'll like you know heavy yeah, edits no, um yeah. i don't know i've been i've been listening to a lot of like the one i've been listening to a lot is like david Silva's podcast like the genie brain, genie's podcast, brain yeah. Yeah, yeah that one's that was really fun to hear he and he doesn't even have like an intro or anything or sometimes he does like sometimes he does but sometimes he just like he just starts like he's in the middle of the podcast like and he just starts when he wants to Mm-hmm. We he we mid conversation and the podcast just starts like the video starts. I was like, oh shit! So, um, we hey guys, yeah. The reason why I'm saying that because dick is big. I don't I don't want to be like, hey guys, welcome to like my channel, Booty Buster sixty nine. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell notification. Hell and yeah, bro! To my picture for picks, like you know, I don't I don't want I don't want that. Like I think we're not trying to capitalize or like you know make it no, like no 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 like no we're just, you know, we're we're just trying- vibing. We're just vibing, we're just vibing, yeah. And that's what I want to, the message I want to put out is that it's just a listening experience and, yeah. you know, yes, sir. we wanted to do participation and also we just, you know, we thought that we would talk about this and I think it's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, you want, let's see. Want to introduce uh, us? Yeah, yeah, I sure. Mean, okay, wait. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's first talk about, like, what this is. So basically, um, you know, we thought it'd be a good idea to just, like, get together, talk about know different topics uh for example today we're talking about mental health um other topics like we're thinking of doing is like relationships you know success goal setting you know coping with loss so so, stuff that's like a little bit heavier but we don't talk about in our circle of friends um so so you know like we just want to encourage like these kind of conversations in like our group friends especially guys because like um especially like in our circle of guy friends like we don't usually talk about this we just usually <laughs> meme on each other and like you know play valorant play games you know yeah. it's 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 really like very superficial um and i guess that's key to like building long uh, lasting relationships and, and friendships too is like you have to be able to be open with each other um mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's kind of like the goal of our podcast also we're just vibing you know um <laughs> We usually talk about this like off i was about to say off stream but we're not streaming like off podcast i guess but uh, uh so off air off air off air okay air jordans <laughs> so yeah like we, we we just wanted to share our experiences and hopefully you guys can off camera guys off camera off, off camera, camera. <laughs> okay off camera All right. Eat that. Eat. <laughs> okay <laughs> so like i don't know we just wanted to share our experiences so you guys can hopefully learn something or you know just get an insight to what our lives are like 
even though they're not really that interesting. But anyways, that's besides the point. They can relate to them. You know what I mean? They can relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like we are. We are okay. So I mean, as far as I understand, we're all three straight dudes. Like uh, if you're exploring sexuality, like I don't want to out you. Like that's cool. But like you know, I feel like that's like a very common thing is that the straight cis dude just doesn't talk about shit like this. So they kind of do like dismiss it. And like you know, I remember and like. I don't know if Ronald was there, but I know Vince was there where like there was there was a guy who gave a speech about like, you know, oh, talk about something that you're vulnerable with, right? And I was with Vince in a group and literally like all of us were just cowards and we could not talk about anything that bothered yeah. us. Because we, we were just like, yeah, like who wants to go first? And we're all just like trying to force each other to like talk about it. But we physically couldn't because like we're so primed and so used to like just sheltering it in. It's like it's not their problem, it's it's my problem. Exactly. And it would be very unmanly to me to me to share that you know what i mean yeah, so, yeah for sure yeah. for sure yeah yeah all right on that note i guess we should uh let's do some introductions um in case people don't know who we are so i guess uh jason is in the top left for me so you can go first sir oh shoot okay shit. uh well, as- <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah so as we said my name is jason uh i'm just a Hispanic Canadian here in Canada. Uh, oh wow, uh, what, who would have thought? Uh, Canadian. Oh, no would have thought. Uh, yeah, and like you know, I'm kind of just like, um, who am I? Who the fuck am I? I'm just a dude. Shit, that's yeah, a, a that's a, a that's a whole other podcast yeah. episode, bro. Oh, that's a whole other as podcast. A, as a whole, bro. like who are yeah? So like for the most part, I spent a lot of my my years growing up dancing, so I do consider myself a dancer and stuff. Um, but recently in my, like my life, I've been trying to explore new hobbies, whether that's like streaming, uh, esports, uh, playing piano too, but trying to learn to play the piano and just like, oh, and also trying to learn how to cook more recipes. So I'm not like dependent on like someone like I could do that myself. Yeah. So like, you know, just a, just everyday guy, like your typical dude. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's me in the, in the paragraph or so with horrible grammar. Ronald, you want to go next? Right, Ronald. Yeah, go, next, go next. Go next. <laughs> go next. Go next. Uh, I'm Ronald. Hey guys. Uh, I'm I'm like a 23 year old Filipino male from Canada. Uh, like, who am I? I think uh, it's my upbringing is kind of the same as Jason's a lot. Like, uh, I was a I was like a dancer for like a long time. I still am a dancer, so I think that kind of plays into like. A lot of emotional vulnerability because dance in a sense does bring out emotional vulnerability um but yeah like jason i've been getting into a lot of new hobbies like um cooking is one big one like cooking and baking like learning how to fucking bake cookies is actually the most fucking hardest thing i've ever tried to learn in my life <laughs> um and uh and um i don't know what other hobbies man like strategy games bro like holy like tft, TFT man <laughs> that's my that's my thing man holy <laughs> JFG and card games, man. But yeah, that's what I've been recently into. Cooking mostly. Like and trying to get fit. So like oh, we're yeah, ever I'm... doing a if we're ever doing a fitness episode, bro. Yes. Yes. I've been doing that too. I've been doing that too. Me working too. out in that summer hot boy summer. I'm just kidding. No, I'm, I'm, summer gonna baby. <laughs> I'm gonna kill this show. <laughs> Love Karen. <laughs> hey, shout out Karen. Shout out Karen. Let's go. Shout out Karen. Docs that are ready for episode one. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Is it my turn, I guess? Um, yeah. All right. How's it going, people? My name is Vince. I'm a, also a Filipino male. <laughs> I'm 24. Uh, currently 24. 
Um, yeah, I grew up with uh, these guys, actually. I grew up with Ronald, actually, because we've known each other since grade four. Um, so yeah, uh, unlike these guys, I am no longer a dancer uh, because I like I went to university for Chemeng and now I'm working as a uh, engineering training nine to five job. Pretty fun. Would you recommend one hundred percent. Microsoft but, you know, Excel. Microsoft Excel all day, bro. You know, but you know it it, it pays a bill, so I'm. I'm you know, it's it's not too bad, but um, but yeah, like these guys, I'm, I've been. COVID has kind of forced me to, um, get into some new hobbies as well, like, cooking and baking. As as these guys, same same with these guys, um, uh, I've done a lot of hiking so far. Like oh, yeah. these past oh, few yeah. years, I've I've been hiking a lot. Um, <laughs> my legs are like tree trunks now. <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> But um, yeah, but, anacondas, bro. <laughs> but 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 yeah, that's pretty fun, you know. Just it, it's like also a coping mechanism to like go out in nature and like conquer a mountain. It's 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 pretty empowering as well. So, but you know, other than that, just chilling, playing Valorant, getting uh, getting tilted, you know, molding. What else is new? Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's us. Um, I'm pretty sure over the next like few episodes, we'll have guests as well. Um, mm-hmm. If they like fit the topic or or they just want to chill out. But yeah, so this is our first episode. So apologies in advance if if it's scuffed. We're still learning, <laughs> uh, still learning this thing. So uh, so yeah, so first episode. We don't even know what we're gonna title this because we it's like men's mental health. But we kind of want to come up with a a creative title. But yeah, that's the that's the topic. Uh, since June is is Men's Health Month, and one of the like biggest um men's health issues right now is is mental health so um we just thought you know want to focus on on our own experiences and like what we learned from them and and as we said in the beginning hopefully you guys can learn something or resonate with our experiences strong disclaimer though we are not um professional therapists or no or something like that so um like our we're not trying to give advice or whatever. Um, we're just sharing our experiences in hopes of encouraging these types of reflections in other people and these types of conversations in our in your guys' group of friends. So, so yeah, I guess let's get started. Um, yeah, and, and before sorry. like before we like start, I just want to like yeah. put a side note. Is like it's like almost like you know when you read a book or listen to a podcast. Like usually, it's not someone who's like an expertise in anything. Yeah. Uh, it just uh, usually like when you hear other people's experiences, sometimes it helps you make sense of things. So like hopefully something True. that we tell uh, will like resonate with you and hopefully like help you cope and like, help you like rewired problem solve in your head. Because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like reflection has been a big thing. Um, yes, that's been helping all of us really just like cope with a lot of like shit that's going through like going through right now. So yeah, yeah. but um, oh also before we start the podcast uh, on um like seeking professional help. Um, if you do think that professional help will help you and, uh, you have thought about it, uh, go to it. Um, I think I'm like a big advocate of like, if you need professional help, actually go seek it. Cause I've done it a couple times myself before, and it's really helped me in my long-term, um, emotional health. So again, we're not professionals. We're here to help you realize, uh, a lot of things you didn't realize before. And again, go seek professional help if you need it. Yeah. hundred percent. 
I would recommend it does help. Uh, and like, I feel like a lot of people like have this misconception where like, oh, it's fine. I have my friends or I have Animal Crossing, but trust me, having a specialist that's really like, you know, helpful with like understanding your thoughts and like helping you cope with things and self-regulate is very important. And uh, yeah, so I highly recommend, yes, of yes. course, counselor or therapist, uh, whatever you can afford, whatever it's accessible. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. we, we recommend. True. Anyway, Ben, sorry. Continue, my no lord. No worries. <laughs> go next. Go next. Go next. Okay, so, so, uh, we did, uh, what is it called? Put a question on our Instagrams, uh, and we'll go over the, those at the end. Uh, the question and is kind of like what we're gonna start on is, why is it so hard for for men to talk about their feelings, especially to each other? Um, so we'll. We'll kind of like give you our thoughts, but uh, first I, I had a response from from someone where it's like, um, you know, like we we can see all the stats, blah blah blah, and stuff like that. Like, like giving stats like doesn't really help, but I feel like it helps to emphasize the magnitude of the issue. So yeah. um, while like giving like these figures um doesn't really do anything you know like it it kind of like helps to frame the issue so so i'll just give a couple i'll just give a couple of them um so according to the let me just uh put my uh, nerd glasses uh, on he's pushing up the glasses <laughs> the anime like the anime so the, so there's there's three stats here that i found pretty interesting so according to the world health organization report from 2018 uh, in high income countries three times as many men as women die by suicide so um so a little more uh uh details on that so um the exact number is 3.56 times so that's more than more than two times the amount of uh men that die by suicide than women wow. um Mental Health America, a community-based nonprofit reference data suggests that more than six million men in the U.S. experience symptoms of depression each year, and more than three million experience an anxiety disorder. But even though like those are those are all true, like those are backed by data, men are uh, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, men are less likely than women to have received formal mental health support in the past year. So. It, it's 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 kind of like a like like a concerning issue right because mm -hmm. you know uh let's relate this to like you know if you had a if you had the flu or, or whatever other sickness like you would go seek like medical help most of us would mm -hmm. like to mm -hmm. say like oh okay doctor like can you like recommend whatever medication or 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 remedy to to fix me. Advil. <laughs> but for eat that. <laughs> but for mental health, it's just like, like, n not a lot of people or 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 less people like seek out professional help, and men less likely than women. So it's just like, let's talk about it. Like, why do you guys think that is? Like, why is it hard for, especially men, I guess, to to acknowledge that. You know they're not at a hundred percent all the time, or talk about their feelings. What do you guys think? Um, I guess I'll go first. Yeah, um, 
Honestly, like, because, and I, I hate to, like, just, like, already bring up the questions, but a lot of them have the same themes of just, like, the expectation that's placed on men. Mm-hmm. Now, like, um, I think, like, heteronormative, like, heteronormative, like, expectation is, like, a problem for both men and women, like, queer folk, and, like, literally everyone. Like, heteronormative mm-hmm. is, has been such a problem. And, like, you know, I think a lot of straight, uh, straight people just think that it's, like, it's heteronormative is, like, like, what's supposed to be, and there's no issues with it, but, like, uh, one of the one that really resonated with me, and like he didn't really finish this sentence, but he the first part he was saying how like how men are typically the breadwinners of like the of the family, right? And mm-hmm. that's always been the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So like I want to kind of go back to like Vince's like where he works like nine to five stuff, right? Or mm-hmm. I know I just know there's been someone that's probably told you that like hey you should be grateful that you're working your nine to five job, right? You know, and I I've seen that again like um uh, to a friend of ours. I don't want to say his name because I'm gonna turn to the doc statement, but basically he made a tweet saying like. Uh, like so he he like lifts stuff like i think he lives like he loves he works in a warehouse and he works like uh 10 hour shifts right and like you know uh he like made a tweet saying like oh like dude like i i just i want to take a break or like i want to i want to play smash or play video games i want to take a take a break right and a lot of people were commenting saying like you know like oh like it's a pandemic like at least you have a job stuff right you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's like dude like you don't understand like yes like i understand like it, it sucks when someone doesn't have like basic needs but it's like you have like you literally have no sense of empathy to really dismiss that because it's just like oh the expectation and like you know I feel like if like uh I don't know if a woman made that tweet like it might it might have been a different story like you know mm-hmm. I don't know like I maybe maybe it might be the same like oh at least you have a job because I'm pretty sure like that the situation would have happened but like yeah. it kind of sucks because like you know um I'm and like not to not to like it's this is not to make fun of him but I noticed he was gaining weight uh like he was feeling really down when I was around him like he didn't feel like 100% he's like I, I well right now he's like doing okay but it's like no no amount of money you can pay in the world can fix what someone's feeling you know what I mean like mm-hmm. obviously money can't help with like therapy and like counseling and stuff but like uh there was like this one statistic I learned in like one of my psych classes how like you know like how the whole like the money correlates to like happiness and stuff so mm-hmm. they were saying how like um so the, and the correlation doesn't mean causation. So it doesn't mean like money makes you happy, right? It just means that the amount of happiness, like the quality of happiness that they measured on a survey and then like the amount of money uh, increased and it stopped around at like 60, 70K. Uh, and the rationale, like the implication was because like uh, anyone below like that uh, 60, 70K stuff, like uh, like wasn't meeting their basic needs, right? So mm-hmm. the people who above mm-hmm. would meet their basic needs plus be able to do recreational activities, like, you know, like just like have, you know, for therapy, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, you know, uh, and, like, especially living in a Western culture where, and I, I feel like maybe even in Japan, because I know Japan has a problem with overworking too, right? Where, like, capitalization is such a, such a ideal, it's idolized, right? That, that you yeah, know, yeah. get that rich money. And especially because, like, men are the breadwinners, right? The expectation falls on them to get rich so that they can provide, right? And it's, yeah. like, it's, it, it sucks because, like, you know, um, and it sucks for both like men and women because like literally like it it mm-hmm. it it first of all it puts lots of hats on women that like oh your job is not to get the money that's the man job you're there to, you're there to mother him his emotional needs cooking cleaning and stuff and then the man is there all alone alone like he where he's alone like he doesn't really have anyone to like talk to and relate to right because like I understand everyone trying to catch that bag and like you know get the hustle you know mm-hmm. you know the grind but that expectation that like you know we need to provide financially. Like, I also, I remember seeing this, like, one, like, TikTok, and, like, at first, I kind of, like, I, I kind of agree with it, but then, like, I when I started to think about it, it kind of upset me, but it was, like, this one Asian girl who, like, talked really fast, and she was saying, like, um, like, she was, like, talking about that, and she was, like, angry, like, I don't care who you are, if you ask me on a, you know, any dude asks me a date, I'm not fucking paying, I'm not fucking paying for the, 
that you're paying, right? <laughs> you know, like, okay. And, like, I think I think you might know who I'm talking about, right? And, like, you know, at first I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, women have many hats. Like, you know, they're, they cook, they clean. A lot of immigrant uh, women who are the eldest daughter, even though they're the middle child, ends up doing a lot of things that the other brothers, like, don't do, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and, like, they're already a mother at a, such a young age. And so, like, to me, I was like, that makes fair. Like, that, that makes that like that that does make sense right but like every like, a lot of men i've met have so much anxiety with money including myself like that's such a yeah. such a like 100%. such a thing uh financial stress and it's weird because like when i talk to my some of my woman friends or like even some of my queer friends like they, they stress about money because you know you know yeah. money is money is important to run in this like kind of society mm -hmm. but uh they don't really it doesn't stress them as much as like i would say myself like it, it's almost like it, it's crazy right and so my opinion is that like Whoever decides to ask someone on a date, like you know what I mean, like uh, like if you're like I, I want to take you out, right? Then you're mm -hmm. you're offering to take them out, right? But to put that expectation, you know what I mean? I feel like that's like a micro thing mm -hmm. that really like kind of push that heteronormative uh like norm that like men should pay for everything, yeah. right? Including yeah. his in. And I understand, like you know, you're as the man, you're supposed to court the woman, right? And to me, I didn't see it as a problem because I was like, oh yeah, like you know. Like women go, through so, women go through so much, right? So like, it's only fair that like, I kind of ease it off, right? And this is not to say like, um, don't, don't treat your girl right. Or you know what I mean? Like, obviously, <laughs> treat your partner right. But yeah. uh, I, I think one thing that really helped me is that like, my current partner, uh, Karen, she's really been keen on not letting me pay for things. Like she will fight me sometimes. And like, I, I appreciate that. Cause like, you know, I feel like usually like most men like expect their their partner to be like that submissive person, right? That just like does everything they say, right? Yeah. But I really appreciate when when Karen fights me, like you know the stereotypical Karen Asprey manager, like, yeah, like Karen, she's she, she, she the manager. But, yeah, but, and, like, you know, I and I always tell her like you know I appreciate it. like I I I need you to fight me because I am literally my own demon and I'm in my own headspace and sometimes mm -hmm. I need to be challenged on like my heteronormative like. Uh, ideals, right? And like, right. and even like the little thing of like paying for the first date, you know, to me, I, I think that should be changed. I think it should be whoever wants to take the person. If you're taking a person out, you should be paid for the first date. I don't think it should be automatically like the dude. Like, imagine if like, let's say I was a girl and Vince was a dude and we were into each other and I was like, hey, Vince, you want to go on a date? And then we go there. Yes, sir. And then pay for it. And then I fucking ghost them. Like, you know how fucking scummy that would be? Like, you uh. know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, I, like, no, no halfway or anything. Like, I think. I think that's like a that's just pretty pretty fucked up, right? You know what yep. I mean? So like, um, you know, obviously if you're taking someone out, you're taking them out, you're treating them, of course. But like, mm -hmm. I, I think this normative, like, you know, of the breadwinner thing is like, I think it really is one of the reasons why I think it's very hard for like, you know, men to talk to feelings because like, it's so expected that challenging it, they're met with so much resistance. Like, they're yeah. met with so much resistance, and like they, um. You know, people are confused, like, you know, like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. The dude always pays for this stuff and stuff like that. And, you know, money, I think, is one of them. So, like, that's the kind of the point we wanted to, like, go full circle was, like, um, I feel like, oh, fuck, that was speed up. Shit. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, it, like, the idea of hustle culture and the fact that, like, that's your job. And, you know, that is, like, mm -hmm. what you're what you're meant to do in life, right? And there was, like, another, uh, another um, story. And I, I know I'm talking for a while, but I just kind of want to get my point across. Yeah. But uh, he like, and I've seen this like post on like my Facebook all the time, and it was like only uh, women and kids get unconditional love, and and a man gets love based on what he can provide. Oh. And I, yeah, I think like yeah. you know, at first I was like, whatever the fuck, I don't care, it's just a corny ass quote. But then I was like, <laughs> no, you it, know what? Yeah. I, I constantly feel it all the time. Like yeah. Karen's like, yeah. it's okay, like you don't have to pay for this, you don't have to like do this. But I'm just like, 
yeah, but like then I I don't feel bad. I don't feel as worth like worth you know as as a partner and stuff. Yeah. So like you know, and that really like you know hurts me. And it's so hard to challenge that because like I'm so convinced that that's what it is, mm-hmm. and so therefore I don't really need like I don't think it's deserving talking about. Even though you know sometimes it is like you know I should be talking about this because that kind of mindset's like not okay. And yeah, I just wanted to touch on a couple of things actually that you guys have said. So I guess like back, going back to like the breadwinner um like idea um i think like like traditionally yes men have um uh been seen as like the breadwinners of like the family structure or whatever but they've also been seen as like uh like a rock for for for, like the family right so if, if anything happens if there's like a disaster or whatever um traditionally this is what i'm saying like you look to the man to see to to for them to solve the problem right um and any any uh sign that like he's unwell or he's not strong enough to to solve those problems or take his family through through those issues is seen as like a weakness where it's like you know oh like you're not you're not capable of of solving this for your family you're not capable of providing like like why did why did like your wife choose you or whatever right so it, it's it, that's that's a very traditional view of things yeah but like you're a beta male you know yeah yeah uh, it's like yeah. like that very like alpha beta like mentality right yeah, so yeah. it's just like i i feel like that um especially in our like group of friends is, is kind of like being disintegrated almost which is good but there are like still traces of that um in our society um the other thing is uh like being the breadwinner isn't necessarily gender specific as well like i know a couple of um like a a couple of parents where the like the mom is actually like the primary provider Mm -hmm. and um like you know if 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 you're the primary provider like your your focus is to like provide for your family right so you you often like um you're so focused on on like working and um like even getting to a second job a third job just to to make sure that uh your family is like uh financially stable that you don't have you don't really have time to to take care of yourself um and and that that's i think like what i wanted to touch on because i i I think jason mentioned it where it's like you know the man is supposed to be like the breadwinner and like the like the woman like takes care of him emotionally like why can't the man take care of himself emotionally by himself right so that's kind of that's 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 kind of the thing like um like individuality more than like relying on like gender roles to yeah to like (laughs) discuss these things is 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 kind of like really big because you can't always rely on people uh, uh others to like you know say hey this is you should you should like we should talk about this like what's what's going on like are you okay blah, 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 right like you should be asking those questions to yourself so that's that's kind of like a, a big thing that um that that was actually uh my well one of the because you know we, we talk about instagram question we pick one that was yeah. the one that that that, that resonated with the most mm-hmm. uh the idea of self-regulating yes um, which is i think it's very important yeah, yeah. yeah so it doesn't mean that you have to shoulder everything and bag everything up and bottle everything up and not talk to anyone yeah. right obviously you have your peers support but that whole like gender role, right? Uh, and I, I know a lot of men have this issue, right? Where they look for a woman to make them happy 
because yes. a woman is the only one they see in their head that has any capacity of empathy to empathize with their problems, right? But True. I will tell you, it is not a woman's job to fix you. Like, no. it's not her. She is not your mother. She's not there to, like, bring you happiness, right? And I feel like a lot of dudes kind of go into, like, relationships, right? Yeah. Um, where, like, if they're having a bad day, you know, they can just shoulder off, right? And, like, yeah. you know, like, oh, the, the like, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's, like, familiar because it's, like, almost sense of, like, what their mother sometimes yeah. does, like, you know. Yes. Because their mother was, like, the only sense of empathy when they are probably, like, at mm -hmm. home, right? Especially, like, a single mother, right? Where, like, not only did she brought financially, but she, like, if you were, if you were crying at home, she, like, was there to comfort you, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's a, you. right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, and that's how a lot of, like, uh, and, like, I, I, touched, I touched about this how on, in my, like, uh, Instagram, where, like, how, like, abuse people, abuse other people, or, like, hurt people, hurt other people. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. a lot of common things, uh, themes I've, I've seen with, like, males, like, finding partners is that <clears throat> when they, uh, when they're, when they're a girl, so, like, I'm talking about a heteronormative uh, relationship at, at mm -hmm. this moment. So, when the girl uh, leans on her friends or other guy friends for, like, emotional support and stuff, they start to get jealous. They start to uh, get very manipulative. They start to pull her away from yeah. her friends, right? Because... In their head, they're for like that's my job. Like that's yeah. what I'm supposed to do, right? I'm supposed to be your shoulder to cry on and stuff, right? And it's very, it's very fuckboy yeah. and it's very like sad yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, dude, like you know, yes, you. If she wants to vent, you're obviously there to listen and stuff. But again, like I think it's very toxic to not let her self regulate, to coddle her and be like, hey, like yes. no, I I dictate this, I dictate this, I dictate this, right? And like you know, it's it's this, and it, of course it affects both genders, right? Where like you know. They feel like their partner is supposed to provide them happiness, right? And for mm -hmm. men specifically, because like for like for for women, like they have peers to talk to, right? Like if they're having a bad day, sometimes they would cry it out, right? And they would talk about it and like you know you know have a, a time to vent, right? For mm -hmm. men, chances are they're probably going home playing video games and like the most interaction with with verbal communication, like at least at this age, you know, uh, the yeah. verbal communication is just them calling each other pussy for missing a headshot. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like you know what I mean? <laughs> and so like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I always tell this, like, man, if you're looking for, like, healthy relationships, right, like, feel, train yourself to, like, not just rely on, like, your partner, but also your peers, yeah. uh, you know, loved ones, and most importantly, yourself as well. It's very important that you learn how to self-regulate, uh, mm -hmm. and I'm kind of touching that, like, therapy does help with that, like, counseling, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, but that was, like, I, I'm going to touch more on this, like, through the end of the podcast, but literally, like, the balance of being okay with, like, talking about it, like, talking about yourself, but also learning how to self-regulate, because it's not... Yeah. It's yeah. not someone's responsibility and like um, to bring you happiness, right? Mm -hmm. And like, if your only sense of like uh, only familiarity or of, of empathy is through another woman, like that, I, I honestly feel like you should be taking time to find you know better friends and not to not to throw shade at whatever your circle yeah. is. Yeah, but yeah. Like you know, uh, we all talked about is that like you know a lot of times if we need to talk about something, we're all kind of there to you know be there. Like if you need mm -hmm. to cry, if you need to talk to like like because we understand that because literally like we grew up our whole like youth never having that like you know what i mean mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so like a lot of times when we find look for partners we're so in depth to look for someone who is like will like give us that empathy that we we don't get because we're so craving yep. it you know what i mean and yeah. like it's it kind of sucks because like you know you kind of just wish that your peers were a little more empathetic you know what i mean and like it, yeah yeah but yeah that's just yeah. kind of what i want to share on that on that little subject nice. i also i also wanted to touch uh kind of on a like we we kind of brought brought it up briefly, but um, like talking about the older generation and how they taught us as men to kind of deal with our emotions. I think uh, we we touched on it a couple times where um, our mom was the person that we usually cried to, and um, she was the person that usually coddled us and made sure that we felt okay. And that's why we look for a partner who 
uh, who similarly is empathetic that way. But I think also it comes down to like both parents, not even, and, and I'm not even saying just like dads don't like, like teach this or moms don't teach us. I think it's the responsibility of both. If you do have both parents granted, right. Mm -hmm, um, yeah. The dads need to teach the emotion, like emotional intelligence to the sons as well. I think, um, especially coming from an immigrant family and being Filipino, I think the one thing I wish my dad taught me was it's okay to cry and it's okay to like be vulnerable and it's okay yes. to talk about your feelings. Cause I think as men, uh, especially Filipino men or immigrant or like being in an immigrant household, cause I'm pretty sure J you experienced this too, Jason, like, yep. um, you have to be tough. You have to like, not sh like not show emotion and you have to like shoulder everything on your own. And it's like, in order and then like if you're looking for a coping mechanism it's usually like for my family it was basketball man my dad would take out all of his stress on basketball but like the thing is it's not everything that your dad will do will work for you and my brother actually brought up a good point when he was messaging me about this he's like if my dad didn't show it then i don't show it and it, and, and it's very prevalent especially when you're a young boy looking up to your father and looking for that kind of like emotional cues on mm -hmm. how to feel right like stop crying that crying's not okay stop stop doing that right like you'll often hear that especially when you're younger like stop crying about that video game like that you're not getting or stop like or like stop crying about like getting hurt like tough up toughen up right like man up um and i'm pretty sure like a lot of us has heard that at one point uh in our uh in our lives and i think i i like i think how that perspective changed for me especially um, later on in life, I think I was in like high school and uh, my mom and dad had just had a huge fight and they were just going through it. And I think my dad was driving me to like basketball practice one day and my dad started crying. And I think like him actually like being vulnerable and starting crying in front of me, like made me realize that, yeah, my dad does go through tough shit. And like the fact that I found it so powerful, like for my dad to cry in front of me, it's, it, it is a powerful tool in itself, but I also think that, like, I should have been like, wow, like, this is just my dad going through it, and I should mm -hmm. be there for him. I've never seen right? my dad cry, ever. In, like, right? Till, yeah, till this yeah day. same. <laughs> like, till this right? day, and I'm always surprised, because, like, I fucking cry all the time. And I was like, yeah. how the, like, how the fuck do you do it? And then I start to feel guilty that I'm like, oh, uh -huh. like, uh, like, why am I crying? I shouldn't be crying. Like, yeah. Like, this shouldn't bother me, right? Yeah. But if it bothers you, like, it bothers yeah. you, right? The, yeah. Um, the the but, thing but, is, like... like like before before gender it's a gender aside right we are mm -hmm. all human and you know yeah. crying is a human reaction to something that you're distressed about yeah like it's it's almost it it, it kind of kind of sounds like scary but like if you're forcing yourself not to cry you're kind of like dehumanizing yourself right yeah, like why so why why would you like dehumanize yourself just to fit into a gender role? It's just like mm -hmm. I, I think that's something we all have to remember. Like before we are a male or a female or whatever you identify as, we're we are human. And you need to you need to recognize like what your body is telling you, uh, how it wants to respond in the moment and just let it respond. Like mm -hmm. obviously like do it in a safe manner. Like if you're gonna if 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 you're gonna like pop off at someone like obviously restrain yourself because that's not safe mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. do allow yourself to cry do allow yourself to get mad um um do allow yourself to feel all the emotions because because it is yeah. a human uh reaction at the end of the day and, and that's mm -hmm. the thing is that like i always say that like shitty a shitty day doesn't justify shitty behavior 
is because men are so used to not crying or like being like mm. I guess composed or whatever, like probably like a poker face, or whatever. Sometimes mm, again, yeah. like I think anger is probably the most because that's like the most dominant emotion, yeah. I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. But if they don't cry, where where what does that what does that come out? You know, the form. What is that? It comes out in an ugly right? form. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. violence, you know what I mean? It comes out mm-hmm. them exploding and so on, right? Yeah. And like, you know, for if you're if you're in a relationship that has struggles with boundaries, right? Of like, you know, like, hey, I don't appreciate you doing that, you know. And he, if he's not able to cry, you know, he's probably gonna take it out as like a very like it's, it's come on the very ugly, like, ugly way, mm-hmm. whether that's like violence, abuse, even emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, yeah. like it, it comes yeah. out in a very ugly form. And so I think it's very important to be like, yo, like bottling up is a is a bigger problem than you think it is. Like, you know, you know, it has nothing to do with like you proving how awful you are. Like it's it's gonna hurt the people around you. Like it's 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 like a it's it's toxic. You know, it's for yourself and for other people. Speaking on that uh, that word toxic, that's a good segue into the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't plan that, I swear. <laughs> so, so toxic masculinity, like, and, and this is one thing that 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 came up a lot in in the people that responded to me on Instagram. It's like, how does the 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 media portrayal of men contribute to this like silent epidemic of of, of men not, uh, you know, recognizing that the um like their mental health right so it's just like um so for example i i I wrote this in my notes and i bolded it like men in the media where they're there whether it be movies or um like music or or other stuff they're always usually always seen as like protagonists right so they're always like um main character or they always have like the task you know whether it be like save people save the city save like a girl or whatever right mm. it's, it's it's just like you're always uh the man is always motivated by something where where he's just like constantly working towards that goal so like an example i, I put down in my notes was like you know if, if imagine if iron man or, or captain america was just like a regular person right like what if they're going mm-hmm. through some shit and you know like fucking thanos comes to earth right and they got called to action like yeah. no one would watch the movie where, where Iron Man or Captain America is like yo, like hey yo, I'm not feeling myself today. Yo, Hawkeye, can you take this one, bro? Can you take this one? I need a break. Like no yeah. one, would, no one would go watch that yeah, movie, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. okay, a good thing to actually bring up is that actually like, and the reason why I actually like Iron Man three is because they actually talk about uh, Iron Man's anxiety attack, right? Yeah, and, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. glo- that movie was glossed over. It's it's it considered a shitty movie, right? And yeah. I, it's mostly because a lot of people hate like the how they portray the villain. Like in the comics, he's a lot more sinister. He was just different, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. also, I just thought that movie was so well done because like it uh-huh. literally had Tony Stark. Battle has England. It was a whole, exactly, was a yeah. whole fucking movie, right? Yeah. But yeah. that movie flopped. That movie yeah. flopped, and I was like, like that was, and and like, but if you watched it, it made the whole arc better because his whole like arc was him trying to overcome like that, like the anxiety that Thanos and the trauma that like, Thanos like gave the, him. Yeah, PTSD and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why, like, that's why for me, that's why Endgame hit so hard, right? It was, it wasn't even like, I, I mean, like Captain America grabbing the hammer was pretty hype. I was like, oh fuck. Uh, yeah. Hey, spoiler, spoilers! I'm just uh, kidding. Uh, Yo, uh, if spoilers. you haven't watched Endgame at this if, point, it's like shake my hand, shake my hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm more shake his hand. Literally, I, that's why I tell people I like Iron Man, Iron Man Three is because like it literally showed like the most like you know broy a bro in a like a hard armor suit. But what's the guy inside the suit, right? He's and just like, a guy. Me, he's a guy yeah, in the yeah, suit, yeah. right? And he was having a normal anxiety attack, right? But like I guess like 
But of course, people, I understand people are upset with the comics, and people just like mm-hmm. didn't see it as a good movie. And I was like, bro, this is actually like a lot better than you think it is. Like, it is, this, yeah. This is, this is 100%. fucking genius. But I, I don't know. I guess like not everyone had the same taste, or they're just kind of sucking as like kind of like, nah, men don't have feelings. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's like it's like you have this like this guy who like who's a who's a literal superhero. He's rich, you know. He's got a hot wife, you know. Yo, legit. and and he still and he still has these these mental health issues and, and at the end of the day he's just like even though he has all these things he's still human uh-huh. right yeah yeah so that's the thing um I, I guess in like in in the media there's there's a lot of emphasis on you know like working hard you know chasing money in the cloud chasing women mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. if, if you're not rich or, or or you don't have like if, if you don't have bitches like you're seen as weak or, or you're seen as like yeah 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 a level below it's just like you know, like r- regular people are not like that. You know, it's just like I, I, I don't know. Like you guys are more involved in like the hip hop scene and and like the. Oh, I uh, actually wanted to dive into that. Yeah, but the, the I culture. Want to give you guys so time to speak yeah, because I'm I, I've been talking way too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's give it to Ronald then. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Um, um, I think, I think like touching on toxic masculinity. I think the uh, I won't touch on hip hop part quite yet, but uh, just toxic masculinity in general is just it's it's such an epidemic in me, like just present in like me, men culture i guess if you could call it um it's just like it you it like it idolizes people being like super hard because like we read it in the notes and um like i i think this is like a good example to talk on but like but, like 50 cent like bro like this guy got shot like 11 times like in the front in the back and no one like was just like you good homie <laughs> like Dude, if I was fucking shot like eleven times in the front and the back, like that shit would fuck me up. Yeah. They worshipped him for a living. Yeah, they worshipped him. Literally. For... Yeah. And it's like, bruh, like I'd be fucking traumatized. Like I, I wouldn't be able to leave my fucking house like mm-hmm. if if I was shot that many times. And I think it's just like, oh man, but he's like, he's such a man for like living through that. He's such a man for like actually doing this shit. And it's just like, and then on the flip side, if you look at the other side of media, you look at Harry Styles and his like feminine expression. I think that's a good topic to touch on too. Like. Harry Styles and his feminine expression, like wearing a dress, and like that one bald guy who like wears dresses to work, like on Twitter. If you look at it, I think that's so powerful. I think it challenges, like it challenges the norms and like low key. Like if I was comfortable in a dress, I would wear it, no cap. Mm-hmm. Um, like being double cheeked up and everything. Yes, um, sir. dress. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like um, who was it? Who was that uh, conservative? like speaker that that respond to, i think it was candace owens um in mm. in a tweet she responded to like that picture of harry styles and like a dress or whatever is like bring back manly men and i'm like what the hell do you mean by that what what yeah. does it mean to be a manly man yeah, like exactly does it's it like... mean like dressed like a man does it mean like have no emotion or creative expression because like harry styles is literally just expressing his creativity right like clothes yeah. are clothes like yeah. that's the thing i don't know just be- just because he's wearing a dress doesn't make him any less of a man than anyone yeah. else no cap um i guess going back i wanted to touch on like the the 50 cent story like like him getting mm-hmm. shot 11 times like we don't we don't know that guy right so we, he could have gone through some shit like he could have gone through some p like he may be still going through some ptsd like or 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 something mm-hmm. else where he was like you're going through it but it just wasn't pub pub publicized pub publicized publicized so it's just like how we bounce back yeah exactly so Mm -hmm. it's like you're you're showing just you're like the the media portrayal of him is like missing 
perhaps the most important part of the story, like his recovery and the struggles he may be still going through right now. I mean, I don't know that guy, but he's probably a pretty cool guy. But, uh, you know, yeah. like, you know, like the media often doesn't show, especially with celebrities, they don't show really what's what's going on and like mm. behind the scenes. Um, mm. So, so yeah, I think um, I, we need to be I mindful also, of that as well. I also, also think, a lot. Go ahead, oh. go ahead. You, uh, you finish your. Okay, okay. I I also think um, like it, it's just prevalent in like a lot of the hobbies that we take up or a lot of the passions that we're into. Uh, like for instance, dance. Right. Um, you take like you take kind of like hip hop or and it's just like oh like this is like a masculine dance this is a feminine dance this is mm-hmm. the, this and that right and it's it's hard to like break that stigma of just being like oh like this is a masculine dance this is how you should, you should dance as a man or this is a feminine dance this is how you this is how you should dance right, right. um and i think that uh what they've been struggling with especially in the dance community is like breaking out of those labels and like just labeling it as oh this is this person's movement or this is this person's movement mm-hmm. um and i think also like dancers are just generally looked down upon especially if they're technically trained like if guys are trained in ballet jazz contemporary like dude you look at some of those guys man and they're buff as shit they're like buff, they're actually they five ass. times more jacked than me bro like I take a right hook from one of those guys, man. I have to be cold for like five days. Shake my hand. Shake my hand. Shake my hand. Right? Um, and it's like you shouldn't look down upon a guy who's into ballet or into contempt. That's it doesn't dope. make it less like, dope. A shit, like, yo. Right? Like, and coming back to it, like it doesn't make him any less of a man to be into something that's traditionally feminine, right? Mm-hmm. And even then, like, even if it is traditionally feminine, doesn't mean like doesn't mean that he can't have like. A feminine hobby or anything like that but i yeah. think just dance in general is starting to gravitate towards like i guess you could say like gender neutral kind of um classifications if that makes sense and it's more going off of the, per- the own person's movement and stuff like that but and that's good the, because like if if, yeah. if, I, if i could interject um like that's good because it promotes like that person's individuality i guess like mm-hmm. rather, rather than class- classifying it as oh this is like like a guy's choreography or like a girl's choreography like this is like a like a hard hard choreography or this is like a you know like a sassy whatever right it's yeah. like it's this is this person's buzzword, buzzwords, movement yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's like it it, it that, that it's good in that sense as well but yeah, yeah. continue sorry for... uh, and like and like in my experience like taking classes that are obviously out of your comfort zone whether they do gravitate towards more I guess feminine movements if you were to if you were to describe it like that it it makes you a better dancer like if you are a struggling hip-hop dancer that d- struggles with like range and like movement and like being a lot more flowy and being and, and like it's not bad to branch out into the most into those more traditionally feminine styles like ballet and contemporary like i took a fucking contemporary class one day just because I'll, for the fuck of it and like i found it very very hard but i also found it very insightful i think that men are like and it's it bleeds into the toxic masculinity men are just afraid to try new things that are traditionally feminine and i think that's the kind of the point i was trying to make mm-hmm. uh, is that like as men we shouldn't be afraid to try things that are obviously out of our comfort zone and i think that men who bear down on it like oh like fucking ballet is for pussy men or um contemporaries for men who are just like who are way too in touch with their feelings like what the fuck is wrong with that then buddy yeah. the fuck like <laughs> That's true. Like, 
Yeah, I just, you, I, like, I don't understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You two have been sipping my brain so much because I have, like, so much to say about this subject because, like, this has been, like, probably up. So first, I'm going to talk about, like, the... Actually, no, let's talk about dance first in, in, uh -huh. in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because like I I've always had an issue with like b boys in 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 like my city and like it's because like they're so broy you know what I mean and like you know it sucks because like if you guys don't know what b like b boy is like stands for break boy and for the people who don't understand it means like break dancing but it's mm -hmm. called breaking right uh and so like they're very very much like every single b-boy i've ever met at like that was like my age so like when i was like 18 or whatever like when i tried b-boying for a little bit like every time we would cipher they would always be like yo check out this girl check out this girl right and i'm, and I'm just like what, what is wrong with you dude like what i mean because like uh getting Leave the alone, woman, bro getting yeah and it's, it's kind of like a little bit rapey honestly like it's yeah. kind of disturbing a little bit right and like um i would i'd always be like you know like dude just fuck off like you know she's just chilling you know what i mean she yeah. looks 12 but she, uh, like don't 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 yeah. fuck with that right. it was so fucking weird. it was so like uncomfortable for myself right and i think that's why i couldn't really get into b-boying and it sucks because like breaking is like the first like hip-hop dance um and so like yeah, they yeah. hold that president right mm -hmm. um but like you know when i see someone like throw a cock at each at, at each other right like I, I I made this joke where I was like, you know, I, I swear to God, if I'm in a battle and someone like there was an imaginary like, so if you don't know what cocking is, so basically it's like, if you like trying to, it's basically a, a way of submitting dominance to your opponent, right? So you basically just like put your hands like this and you basically throw like an imaginary like penis at them, right? And like, you know, I'd always joke about this. I was like, you know, if a dude ever threw a cock at me, I would buy a dildo, have it in my backpack. And if he threw a cock at me, I would pull it out and be like, hey, do you feel sexually harassed right now? Like, is this okay? Is this, is, this, is, this for the, is this for the culture, right? And like, you know, th th and that shit bother me the wrong way. But like, I know many people disagree with They think I like, oh, bro, that's just part of the culture, right? But like, like any culture, a culture can be problematic and can be toxic. Like, you know, we talk about toxic Filipino culture. That's a very common like, culture that we talk about. Like, you know what I mean? There's... And the reason why I want to talk about that is that like, I was watching this documentary about, uh, about hip hop in general, right? But specifically, it explored more about the rapping side, like the MCing side. Yeah. Uh, and there were kind like there's a saying how like they wished uh, or people say hip hop was better before it became mainstream, whatever. Like you know, hip hop should not became mainstream. So a lot of people say that. And before I was like kind of like, what do you mean? Like I thought I thought like it helps you know bring hip hop across the world and it helps like you know bring it to more people. But then like I kind of get the rationale where yeah. so uh, before when like I guess like record labels started taking control and like West Western American record labels started taking control of like the like the the rap scene, right? A lot of times like you know they had this like a hip hop hip right they had this very like kind of style and it was very um a lot of times they would rap about like you know you like motivational stuff or just like stuff yeah, that yeah. you know they're struggling mm -hmm. with just like real real stuff like they kept real it real stuff, basically yeah. right real shit. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, which is like a common saying of like keeping it real right but like that sense of keeping it real uh end up changing when like record labor started to, to take control so they started pushing this like very violent very like you know um very like alpha kind of rapping yeah, so like, yeah, yeah a lot of times like during this era a lot of rappers would rap about like sex drugs uh like getting yeah, like, like getting shot also i think 50 cent got shot nine times. Yeah, like, was it 11 I, I don't know it was nine or 11 it was it, a really like, big number around that time he got shot a lot of times it's like it, it honestly sucks like yeah. it, you know, like i feel bad for that right but mm -hmm. you know it was funny because like 50 cent like on, on like li live like he showed in documentary like on live like tv there was like this like rapper that like showed himself crying i think he was like an r&b artist and yeah, like yeah. you know uh 50 cent called him, like a pussy uh bitch n-word uh you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. like this is what a pussy bitch n-word looks like right and he kind of like showed the video and started making fun of me he's like ah 
Like, I'll, I'll find a clip, uh, whatever. Uh-huh. But you know what I mean? Like, when you guys talk about, like, you know, you didn't show what 50 Cent went through, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he went through some shit, right? Yeah. But because right? of his yeah. idea of, like, what's considered, like, a, a true hip-hop artist, you know? And, like, the thing is, like, people kind of see, like, sees that on criticizing cultures. Like, no, I don't think it's, like, it's, like, Black people's fault. Like, I think that documentary is also kind of biased. They kind of address that, like, a lot of times, like, these record labels were owned by a lot of white white men in suits. So what they would do mm-hmm. is that, like, they would kind of push the narrative that, like, because, you know, in action movies, there's always guns, get women, yeah. you know, violence, literally, right? Like, literally, like, fuck bitches, get money. Exactly. No, but, yeah, basically, right, yeah. right. And so, like, you know, uh, the reason why there's that saying, like, you know, uh, uh, hip-hop shouldn't on mainstream is because, like, it was such a pure, like, expression of art, and it got tainted, and, like, there was a lot of, like, uh, like male toxicity in like in hip-hop culture right and it wasn't initially mm. like that right but you know how people see it as they see like oh it's like black men are just like you know like toxic men right like you know fuck black men right but no like you know and it's not just like to to uh what is it to justify their behavior right that's what i'm saying mm. is that like sometimes they need resources to help them understand like what they're doing is not okay because like a lot of young mcs like a lot of young cats uh like they would always look at these like they they would know they would look at their the heroes right the people who are on top right and they mm-hmm. know they had the rap about like getting shot you know going yeah. through this taking this much drugs right mm-hmm. and like you know in the in the in, in the, <clears throat> the documentary like the guy asked like have you ever been through any of this like no like I've, I've never been through any of this right but they have they constantly have to uh rap about these kind of topics because that's what will keep them uh that was what helped them grow their platform that's what helped them get the bag because i think like if they rap about their feelings like no one's gonna buy that shit like no no yeah. one's gonna no one's gonna like really help us, right? And so it's like it's ingrained in like capitalism too, like you know, and it kind of sucks because like, you know, um, fucking like sometimes like you don't want to be talk talk about like traumatic experiences, right? Sometimes you want to talk yeah, about like things yeah. that like that do bring you happiness, right? So like that was just like something that like something that really um kind of like resonated with me when I like, kind of watched it, mm-hmm. but like they they didn't really address it. Like sometimes it's not, it's like literally like. I use the word keyword society, but it's like the system in place that p- promotes men to really uh, push this narrative that they need to be like tough, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, like it, it, I think it's horrible. And yeah, and just, and just with dance, yeah, like I, I've always, you know, I think a lot of you boys, if they were watching, they'd be like, fuck Jason, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, fuck this guy. I, I do not care. I think you're emotionally unintelligent. Like, I will say that to your face. Like, I think like, all, like a lot of you're misogynistic, right? There's a reason why there's not a lot of B girls in your scene, right? Like, if I was a B girl, I would not want to break. Like, if I was passionate about breaking, I'd just rather not because I know I'm going to get harassed. I know I'm going to feel like shit. And I know I'm going to be, like, gassed as fuck, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And I know that happens in, like, esports, like, in the Valorant, like, game chat. Like, I know yeah. that's like, Oh, like, it's very part. prevalent. Yeah, you know it's I mean? prevalent in esports. In esports, I know it's prevalent breaking and, like, even, like, the choreo and studio scene. Like, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's prevalent everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, but, like, I, I feel like when I was trying to, like, get into, like, breaking stuff, that was, like, the most it was so much like locker room talk and i was mm-hmm. fucking annoyed because i was like dude like and like it, you know a lot of times you like tell them like oh imagine if you had a daughter right but they don't they don't have a daughter so they can't imagine it right they're just like yeah. whatever mm-hmm. just like but like you know what eventually when they get older and they finally have kids and stuff like that they're like oh fuck i knew exactly what this dude is yeah. trying to do to my daughter right and they're concerned mm-hmm. but at the age you don't really know right yeah, um no, and like you know kind of like kind of touching on a subject there's there's a reason why there's a lot of like you know like uh like a a lot of sexual abuse that's happening in like some of these scenes right and like the valorant scene the eastward scene i know having in the super smash Brothers scene as well and like uh the breaking scene is is, like a lot's going on right now and i know and and the choreography scene yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. right it's literally like it it promotes like dominating women right like it it just promotes that i'm like dude that's so fucking problematic you don't understand and like 
it's crazy because people don't really like, oh, talks about masculinity, like that's just a men's problem, right? But like, dude, that affects everyone, right? It does. I'm everyone. like, everyone. And I'm not saying, and I, I tried to have a discussion before, like, I'm not saying you should, you know, empathize with abusers. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying that, like, you know, you should encourage them to go to therapy, like, because it's not your job to micromanage someone's growth, right? Like, you know, like, <laughs> because everyone goes through emotional milestones differently. But, like, if you kind of just leave people unchecked, like, they're going to do it again, right? And, like, yeah. you know, when an abuser finally gets out, right, people are like, cancel him, like, don't talk to him, whatever. Like, you know, it dismiss him, right? But it's like, if this man is doesn't know what he d- did wrong, he's going to do it again. Yeah. yeah. But this time, he, because like I'm assuming like you know when a famous uh, person gets like deep platform like you know they're they're off the, they're mm-hmm. off the platform right they're canceled right but they learn their lesson they're gonna do it again we're gonna do it in silence right the, they're, the they're actual, gonna do it's gonna be hundred times worse yeah because yeah, yeah. they're not gonna do it and they do it in silence and no one's gonna catch them because they're not famous anymore right the real like issue of doing it is that like you you really want to make sure that they understand so therapy counseling. Uh, making sure that they understand like what they did is wrong accountability and that's what accountability looks like right yeah. it's not just like taking away their, their shit right like well of course you know you want to remove them from the platform because they're in position of power and they took someone's power away right but you mm-hmm. know i always talk about this like men's mental health really does affect because of like like you know male privilege and the male like system in place it really does affect how other people right and like yes it is like a men's problem you know what i mean but like it it, it affects everyone right um mm-hmm. it does yeah, so it's, that's that's yeah. like my take on toxic masculinity. Like I think it's a lot more problematic than people think it is. And like I find it in so many communities and like it annoys the shit at me because like when I see a bro bro, I'm just like, dude, I know exactly who you are. Like don't even like you know, you are actually a sheep. You are the beta <laughs> male. I'm the beta male. I'm you are the, the sheep. Male. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I, yeah. I get so tilted, right? And like, yeah. you know, like and it's so weird because like when I was working at like, a Cineplex, there's always be dudes like trying to have locker room talking to me talking about like how they're sitting with this girl and i'm like i don't know you i do not know you like you know and like every What's time i try to, every time i try to ask like dudes like some of my friends like are they okay like you know like you know do you need to talk about it sometimes they deflect it and they start like they start talking about like locker room talk like you know oh i fucked this girl i fucked this girl right i'm like no you're trying to say something that you think i want to hear i know you don't want to talk about sex you want to talk about your feelings but you feel like that i will make fun of you but no i'm not gonna make yeah. fun of you you know what i mean True. and so like i feel like people like mm-hmm. I, I see this with men all the time that they deflect it they, they talk about something they think i want to hear like I, like I don't give a fuck who you slept with i don't give a fuck about like you know like mm-hmm. who what you're doing what drugs you're doing you know like, what sports you're doing i don't give a fuck if you need to talk about something then talk to me about it because like obviously mm-hmm. you're holding it in and then you're trying to hide it, showing that you're much man, and it's not, it's not working. And that, that little toxic masculinity can really affect how you view women and how you affect other people around you. Yeah, I, I think, I think it's also like, I guess it's, it's, it's also instinct. Like, like as, as males, like we want to protect our, our, our shit, right? So it's like, yeah, you all, like, I guess if, if you, if you don't want to let anyone in, like to your, to your, let's say, like your circle or, or your. Like what you're really feeling, it's like you show them like, oh, I'm I'm this big like big guy like with big husky dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 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 alpha bro. I'm sleeping with this girl, this girl, this girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like he he wants you to, I guess like, respect him and be scared of him. That that you don't yeah, like ask him like, oh hey man, like you good homie? <laughs> yeah yeah. It's like it's like they're they're it's like they're they're establishing like establishing yeah, like, I'm an like alpha, yeah dominance. I'm strong. Like I, I need you to respect me before I can even talk about my feelings, yeah, or even mm-hmm. talk about like anything remotely emotional, yeah. because it's like, yeah, I fuck like forty two girls, but like deep inside, like I have commitment issues. It's like, bro, like just tell me about your commitment issues at yeah. that point, man. Yeah. Like, 
And, and we've and, seen a lot of memes, right? I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no go, ahead, go ahead, Jason. I think uh, I, I'm gonna right, go say go this one comment. Like, there's that one meme where, like, there's a dude who's like, he's crying, and there's like two booties in front, like, beside him. And he's like, you know, when you have all these bitches, but you don't have the one, right? Oh, it, it, oh my it, god, we joke, about, we, we joke about it, right? But yeah, it's a yeah. real thing, like, it's you're a real, it's a real thing, dude. And, like, you know, it's like humor because, like, you know, like, I know humor is, like, a, is a great way to cope with like trauma and stuff, like, or like, you know, just like stuff, right? But, like, we don't really talk about like the, the underlying message, like, dude, he's hurt. But he's trying to replace his sadness with like sexual things, and it's mm -hmm. not yeah. like you know we're like, oh men, all men are dogs. All they want is sex. Like you know what? We're trained yeah. to think that way, but really, I just want someone to listen so that I can listen yeah. and like mm -hmm. you know I can talk to you. Yeah, anyway, true. go on, go on. Yeah, go I'll, I, I, I guess, I guess to. Well, I, 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 I wanted to like finish the section with my point. So, uh, Ronald, if you need to say anything. Okay, I just want to talk, touch on one topic, like for toxic masculinity. I think this is also like a big point that we need to, like, we kind of need to say, um, like, when they're when we're talking about like, uh, I was watching a documentary like on YouTube about like this one about this one kid who was like under eighteen, and he ended up sleeping with a director that was like way older than him, like 30, 30 whatever, and she was like super hot, um, mm. but. Like, people in the comments, like, a lot of people in, like, the social media comments were like, oh, that kid should be lucky. He's sleeping with an older girl. Or, oh, that kid should be, like, that kid should be super thankful. And, like, we see, like, every day, like, a lot of, like, men. Or, like, not not even men. We can't even call them men. A lot of young boys, like, getting, like, getting taken advantage of by older women who are, like, decades older than him. True. But they're super hot. So people are like, oh, yo. Like, if I was, if I was at that age, I'd be so lucky. Um... But like the reality is, nah, bro, you wouldn't be okay because that shit fucks you up that emotionally, you mentally. Up. Like it, 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 it like affects your growth. Yeah, and so, like, I think abuse and sexual abuse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's and it's a big example of like society's toxic masculinity. Like we shouldn't like men especially shouldn't be like yo like this that that little boy is so lucky. Like if I was in that position, it's like no like you wouldn't even want to be in that position in the first place. And you shouldn't be praising this boy for like being taken advantage of. Right. Yeah. And I just think that like, that's one big stigma and, and it is still a stigma that we need to break. Cause it's like, bro, that's so fucking toxic. Like that's, can, that it, it's unbelievable to me. Yeah. I can imagine that that director was probably manipulating that kid, you know, saying, like, oh, hey, 100%. You want this. Like, you want exactly. This, right? And he's like, no, I don't, I don't want this, right? And everyone around him is like, oh, you're lucky because they assume he wanted it too. But like, mm -hmm. dude, and then, like, and then, and then he feels bad for like feeling wrong about it, and then like he ends yeah. up like, you know. And he also he doesn't want to admit he got raped. That's another thing, right? Because yeah. like that's also another thing. Like, and sorry, I know we're trying to finish off the topic and stuff, yeah, like yeah, that, but yeah. like you know, being like penetrated is like the yeah. ultimate sign of like, like oh, like oh. you're like ah, you know. Uh, and yeah, yeah. You, no, even if it's like, oh, I'm gonna fucking rape you, right? Like, you know, as that's how they're gonna beat you in the game, or whatever, right? That's a very yeah, like yeah. way of asserting some like, oh, you're weak, and so like, you know what I mean? Like that that probably hurt the kid, right? And like, no one's yeah. gonna, like, no one's empathizing them, right? And like, you know, if he ended up committing suicide, like that's like, like you know, people are like, oh no, how could we have prevented this? Like, well, dumbass, like empathize <laughs> with the kid. Yeah, like, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, but. Anyways, to finish off this uh, this this topic, I guess I I can go back to one of the points that I made earlier. It's just like, you know, to toxic masculinity and stuff like that. Like we've talked about, you know, um, being in touch with their feelings rather than like being tough and stuff. And, and I guess it's 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 just to remember that you know, before before you were a man, you're before you're a male or female or whatever you identify with, you're human. So like, mm -hmm. 
so like don't neglect your feelings like don't neglect what your body is telling you to respond to in certain different situations um you know I, I i feel like that's that's something i guess all three of us have had to like learn i guess yeah. unlearn that behavior mm-hmm. uh as as we as we've grown up and i guess we're still we're still learning in in different ways um I, I i found an interesting one this one's a shorter one this is not uh the ones that i too i chose but uh one of my homegirls was saying that um male friendship isn't based on understanding and supporting each other like mostly pertaining to like kind of i guess more like the b-boy like jason was touching like the b-boy culture and stuff like that this is like good, off record too if you're good they love you but if like they don't really care if you're like emotionally intelligent or you're able yeah to, right yeah yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. like w- one one of the one of the responses I got from from one of my friends was kind of related to that. It's just like he had to learn who, which like one of his like friends, or or like his friends were there for like actual support, like they support each other. It's like a healthy friendship, or or who's there for like convenience, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, ah, I, I yes. that that's that's mm-hmm. totally related because like some people are just there, yeah. you know, because they they want something out of you. Um, whether that be like influence or 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 money or or yeah, yeah or yeah. I don't know what whatever right it's just so like th- those aren't your real friends like they they won't be there for you when you're when you're like down bad or yeah <laughs> or or, or yeah, like yeah. you know go going through it right so it's just like he had to learn like who who that was and 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 that takes a lot of reflection and and home truths that are hard to to um to recognize so so such i i guess like if if, if you're able to do that that like shows a lot of maturity and 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 a, a, a yeah. like yeah a lot of growth yeah hmm. uh something i wanted to bring up is that i had two answers that are very short they're very short but uh-huh. they have the same the same message yeah, is yeah, that yeah. when I ask like why are men so scared of showing their feelings, mm-hmm. uh, it was actually two B boys that answered this question, and oh, their answers yeah, were very cynical, yeah, right? Yeah. The first one was was because nobody asks, and two, plain and simple, no one cares, obviously, right? So like it yeah. obviously comes from a very cynical. Now, uh, I know one of them personally, right? And so I kind of asked around, like you know, like like I, I had a conversation with other B boy, right? And like they mm-hmm. kind of gave a little backstory, like yeah, like I know this person was like always bullied, like always because he had a studying problem, we always made fun of him, yeah. you know, and like you know he was at a hard time. Um, uh like you know talking right and he he's a dude that will like if you make plans he will flake you know what i mean mm-hmm. and I, I think another thing to talk about um with like the whole like flaking thing is that like because me myself and ronald have a friend from the studio that we work at who, yeah. who's known for yeah. flaking you know what i'm talking about right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and like we always would make fun of him but like when you really uh-huh. think about it like you know when we talk to him it's because like he he's, he wants to participate because he's always but he's so anxious that like you know, and he's so scared to tell you know like, hey, like I'm just not feeling good. Yeah, that yeah. he just rather ghost, he'll just, right? He'll just ghost. He'll mm-hmm. ghost, right? And that that b boy does that a lot. And you know, um, I kind of feel bad because like, you know, kind of hearing a little more of his backstory, right? He he like he resents a lot of people in like the dance community too, as well, like 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 myself. And mm-hmm. he like he's he's known for flaking, right? And like you know, we always make fun of him, right? But I never realized like he's he's probably going through something right now. Yeah, right. But and you know, he he's he's a black male, right? And like. You know, I I feel like I was like okay, maybe we should just empathize with him because like you know, if he can't make it, like it's totally fine. Because like I know yeah. sometimes like when and the homies like one of us can't make it, like and like we used to always like make fun of him mm-hmm. flaking, and then yeah. we had a talk, 
he um and like they end up telling like oh like i'm going to this with my girlfriend right and then we'd, like, all of us kind of felt bad because like, like oh we just didn't yeah, know we just yeah. didn't know right we and like you, you never <laughs> yeah. know yeah you never know you never through, know right and so like you know and, and obviously like i i get both sides where some people like you know it's so much easier to plan things right like it makes things so much easier if you just communicate like 100 but i also get the story like the side of like you know it um you know some people just like can't but how i always solve that is like through boundaries i'm like hey like if you you know if, if the day of the plan like if you were gonna hang out and you can't show up just say like hey i'm not feeling good and we will understand mm-hmm. you know what i mean um because yeah like i think you know and you don't have, you have to ever explain yourself right but you know one thing as a man that you could do is is give him that space to be like hey like you know because we, we we talk about like you know no one asks or like you know like you know it's not okay right but <laughs> in that banner like hey if you're not okay to hang out today just let us know yeah right? always invited you know we, we care about you we want you to be included but we also understand that sometimes your social battery is just not there yet and it's mm-hmm. okay right mm-hmm. and like you know i think i think vince mentioned this like early in the episode about like you know how you were trying to you wait for someone to ask you if you're okay right mm-hmm. yeah. and like that's definitely a thing right but i definitely think one thing that could counteract that right is that when your peer relationship set those boundaries of like hey like if something's going on just let us know right yeah. if you yeah. can't do this yeah. let us know we won't hold it against you and then of course as a mature intelligent emotional person you won't hold it against them you know you would be like mm. okay 100%. you know they're going through it right so yeah like uh another thing i think that really helps with like the whole like why mental health why men don't talk about their feelings is that sometimes we do need to create that space so that they can mm. talk about it right and it doesn't have to be like over explaining. Like if they don't feel like over explaining or loading that day, that's totally fine. Yeah. It could be another day. But as a friend, as a man, as a man, right? As a man to man, right? One of the things you can do mm-hmm. is leave that space like, hey, if you're not okay, like it's totally fine. I yeah. won't hold it against you. Like, yeah. dude, like I love you and I care about you and I want you to be included. And I understand like you can't always participate because like something's going on, but we're what? still gonna invite you, you know what I mean? And constantly following up on them, right? And it, it does take work, but like that's that's what friendships like mm-hmm. require sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like coming back, coming back to the like answer, like um, I think it's also like uh, kind of put that word toxic in front of it. Toxic male friendships aren't based on understanding and caring about each other because um, even if you think of like a ma- like a guy having a friendship with a girl, it's always looked upon as like in toxic sense. It's always looked as like the guy is just trying to hook up with the girl. If you think, yeah, he's trying to get his dick wet. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah, they right? always say. Yeah, and then and then if if it's like a guy or. Like if it's like a guy being friends with a guy, it's it's like you just looked it down upon to even talk about emotions. You're just like, yeah, bro, like let's go fucking fishing or fucking ride our dirt bikes <laughs> or something like that. Right? Like fishing. it's 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 never like it, it's never like yeah, man. I have like deep talks with this guy at 12 a.m. and like we fucking eat McDonald's and fucking cry. That together. sounds lit, like, bro. No, right? Like... It, it, it's it's fucking it like those type of like healthy emotional individuals who are like emotionally developed. And like know what and like know what boundaries to set and like just know what a good friendship is will like have those will be the best times mm-hmm. and those will mm-hmm. always like be the things that people remember in a friendship That's so fair. like i feel like a lot of toxic like male relationships are either used to like take advantage of one another or to just like or just purely based on like pleasure right mm-hmm. whether it be like sex or whether it be like um, using your homie for like whatever he has like he has a sick ass atv or some shit like that or like he has a sick like fucking golf set or some shit like that right um it like healthy relationships are based on man this guy's dope because he listens to me and he's also good at smash you know what i mean right 
it's mm-hmm. or it's like oh this homie like i like this homie because he's able to tell me when i'm wrong and he, he also, also has happens a to be good at something penis. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just but like but like like the most healthy friendships are based on like be like are based on open communication yeah 100 percent. yeah and i and i think like you know the constantly evaluating what they can do instead of what they can offer because like that also affects like male or uh, men like romantic relationships like i'm talking about heteronormative is that because like yeah you know n- none of their guy peers are empathetic so they also they look for a woman to be empathetic, right? But it's not their yeah. job to, to take in their load, right? Yes. And so yeah. toxic talks masculinity really affects more than you think it is, right? Yeah. And so yeah. like, yeah, like it, I feel, be there for your friends because, and I, I always will say that it's not a woman's job to fix the man's problem, right? Mm-hmm. That that work is divided. It's a, it's community, right? It's it's not mm-hmm. one person's job. It's not one person's responsibility. Of course, you know, yep. you need to be able to self-regulate, but like, you know, um it sucks because a lot of men like constantly look for a woman to fill that void of like they need someone to talk to but honestly yeah. like uh then the woman get mad because like you know it's like it's what, what a healthy smart woman would, would set boundaries but, like hey like i'm not trying to fix you that's not my job right and she's in mm-hmm. her right she's in her right right mm-hmm. of course she will listen and you know like empathize with you when you need to vent right but it's not her job to fix you right and so i feel like you know if you're trying to find a woman to like like fix your like or like you know to solve make you happy basically then yeah. sometimes it might be like you need to talk to your friends like hey i need someone to talk to you know and mm-hmm. i mean like and it, no one thinks about that no one really thinks about that but literally like you know if you're not if you don't have empathetic people around you like it really does damage you mm-hmm. yeah. yep and, 100%. and and just building off that point though and this is maybe like playing devil's advocate almost but not really because it because it is true because um since like this this uh response came in uh very good take on 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 mental health so one of the things that he says was you know like men- mental health is very complicated and not all of us like have the capacity or or mm-hmm. training yeah. to deal with the vast complexity that is mental health issues right so it's just like yeah. if, if if you go to a friend and they say like yo i i really can't like help with this like i i don't I, I don't I, I, I either don't have the time don't have the capacity or don't have like I don't think I can help you in the way that you need to be helped and in, in that way like you know um, sometimes in, in, in that sense you you might need like professional help like going to a therapist or going uh, to a counselor mm-hmm. like not yeah. all of all of your friends are going to be trained to to handle your mental health issues and yes. that's totally yeah, fine yeah, yeah, yeah. right it's just like you know um we haven't gone through the same experiences as you or we don't really know how to help you in the way that you need to be helped so um going to a, a, a professional um is is uh like the, the way to go as 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 he says here which which i agree because like you know pe- people have their boundaries as well like uh people have their capacity as well to take um to like help you solve your problems as well and if and if they don't have like the capacity right now or or anytime soon that's that's totally okay too right and so, they're also going through something too right? yeah if they go if they're also going through something like um they might not be able to provide like the best um best advice or 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 you know the, their best take on on stuff so you might not get what you wanted out of it and then you're like oh why doesn't this person want to help me well they they might also be you know going through some stuff yeah, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will like attack their friends, like, "Oh, you're not, you're not there for me, right?" It's like, no, exactly. Like they, yeah. they also have things, right? And I think like mm-hmm. you need to accept that, right? 
another thing I and just to kind of like finish my statement is that like so this thing I told Lawrence right where I was kind of like almost like challenging him on why therapy yeah. is and like it wasn't he saying therapy is bad but he was kind of saying mm-hmm. like you know it's good because I have my homies to talk to right but I was like you know we're here to listen and to commentate mm-hmm. that's all yeah. we're here for yeah. mm-hmm. but a therapist is there to really help you cope help you learn how to self-regulate help you like make sense of your thoughts but we can't do that for you mm-hmm. we can give you advice you know but yeah. we can't we can't really solve anything right and like you know I, again like I, and I always tell this to, to like uh and even like my girlfriend right and like just like friends around is that sometimes my girlfriend will be going through something right and like i'm going through something and i tell her like i don't have the capacity to help you right yep. and like you know it, it sucks right um but then she also talks to like her counselor as well to like help her like right and like it's it also because like as a man sometimes a man's like always like oh no like i'm letting her down you know what i mean it's like it's my yeah, responsibility yeah, yeah. to be there her shoulder crawling any time of the day 24 7 right but it's like mm-hmm. it's it, that's impossible and that's too yeah. much for one person right yeah just like i don't expect my girl to like you know fix me every time i'm sad like i like i shouldn't put the expectation that like you know what i mean and that's how you get really clingy people that's how you make people who are very codependent yeah. on each yes, other sir. and like who are, who are very like mm-hmm. together yeah. all the time right it's because you don't set those boundaries right and that can happen with friendships too right so yeah, like your friend 100%. is like going through something right like hey i can't talk today but i could talk you know this day or next week you know what i mean and mm-hmm. setting those boundaries right and like i know we talked about we're going to talk about boundaries like in another episode but just as yeah, a precursor like stuff yeah boundaries are important holy fuck i I always say that till I die because like, you know, um, you need to respect yourself and you need to be able to respect others and you're able to speak, yep. respect other people's boundaries. Right. And one of the things that you, know, you comply with boundaries is that like, Hey, I don't have the capacity to help you right now. Right? And as a friend, they might get mad at you. Right. But they have to understand. Right. And maybe that's something you mm-hmm. will talk later. But like, if you literally don't have the capacity to help someone, you just don't because then you're, you might hurt them more. You might say something that might not, not, not help them, not, not serve yep. them. Right. You know what I mean? So like yeah, hundred percent. Like boundaries are not important. It's not your job to solve all your fo- your homies' problems. You mm-hmm. know, again, the work is divided, right? You know, between themselves and like the peers around them, right? It's not just one person. Yes, hundred percent. All right, all right. I think uh, we've been talking for. Well, okay. So let's 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 come let's come clean to the viewers. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we've been talking for two. Two hours and forty-three minutes. So we've decided. No, no, to... no, no, no. no. It's three hours, bro. It's almost three hours. All right. So we've decided to split this episode into two episodes. So the first, the the one you're hearing right now is the one about you know why is why are men, you know, reluctant to talk about their feelings and toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. So in the second episode, which we also recorded, <laughs> Jason help. <laughs> Jason's gonna have fun editing this. But uh, yeah. so. <laughs> in in the second episode we'll be talking about more like our experiences with our own mental health and like you know dealing with stress taking breaks coping mechanisms and and, and positive self-image so kind of like a lighter theme but um um but yeah so i just want to say like thanks for listening to our very first episode of the you good homie podcast with my boys ronald and jason it's been a it's been a blast gentlemen um hope you guys enjoyed uh listening to to our takes um Obviously, like the the usual YouTube thing, you know, like, <laughs> like subscribe, comment, subscribe, <laughs> or really if, notification if, bell. Be No, if 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 you do guys have any any thoughts, like leave them in the comments. Like feedback um, is always appreciated. Feedback yeah, is yeah, always appreciated, and and also if you want to add to the discussion, you know, mm-hmm. uh, feel free. Um, but yeah, so hopefully you can catch our our second episode. Um. Which is I don't know when it's coming out, but uh, but it, it yeah. should be right after this one. <laughs> yeah.
Exactly. <laughs> All right. Open. So, so I'm I'm gonna do that that outro for that right after I finish this one. So, uh, yeah. so I right, see you guys in the next episode. Um. All right. Uh, have a good one. Have a good afternoon, evening, day, or whatever the fuck time it you. is wherever you are. Get some sleep. Eat well. Um. Uh, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Yes, sir. I love you. Yeah. All right.